1909, Harland and Wolfe had come up with a brilliant design. They had produced a brand new steamship for a company that was called the White Star Line, proudly stating that never again would passengers feel the need to panic, for they had invented what they called their unsinkable Titanic. Fourteen thousand men had laboured through night and day, and two years later, on the 31st of May, she was launched without even a blessing into the lock of the Belfast Bay. The largest ship afloat, she measured out to a length of 900 feet, and from her smokestacks to the seabed, she plumb-line dropped to 36 fathoms deep. Mother Nature had also been busy building herself a brand new design. It had taken a trillion tons of snow, 100,000 years, but finally she launched her calf from the glacier at Helheim. Titanic's old Commodore Skipper. Some say that he was ready for the pipe and slipper. At 62 years of age, it had been rumoured he'd run out of steam and sage. But he and his boss had their eyes focused and fixed on the blue ribboned prize. They bloodlined their boilers to 23 knots, then diced danger with damnation as they let spin their turboprops. Titanic's first-class passenger list was a roll call for the filthy rich. They made the rest of the world's wealthy look like some second-hand piece of kitsch. The captain set his course for full steam ahead, then dined on Filimion, washed down with a little Chateau Lafitte, before retiring safely to his bed. From the starboard side there came a shudder and a shake, that startled him awake from his slumberous sleep and liquid slake. But all had been well at the double-dog-watch bell. Now arriving on deck, it seemed that the devil himself had planned the best route to hell. The skipper had been on the bridge since first light. Now, somewhat dazed and disorientated, he swayed on his dancers for what would be his last milk shift at midnight.